I got to apologize. I own it. I'm sorry. I wish I had never said you don't have to pay your state taxes. You can quote unquote, just keep all your money and not tell them. That's not true. Wish I'd never said it. Wish I'd never believed it. You can't just keep all your money and not tell them. The collection methods give them away as keen readers of Iceberg Slim, determined to get paid their outstanding invoices. It's a keystone element of their sense of personal pride. They're gonna get their money. I need some kind of bone to throw them. The show is virtually free, but there's a PayPal tip jar, and you can figure out how to use it if you're smart enough to listen to the show. I have a bachelor's degree. I'm not for everyone. Send me some money, give it to Kate Chung, or simply wire it to the California Franchise Tax Board. But do something. It's not a donation. It's an investment. Welcome to your brief, abridged introduction to the wit, wisdom, and worldview of the cynical life coach, a recurring fixture on LA's number one avant-garde personal development program, Emerson Dameron's Medicated Minutes, medicated-minutes.com. Your problem is that you know you are mortal, you're not good at everything, you're not bulletproof. What you need is the intelligence of someone smart enough to be here and smart enough to take my advice, and the confidence of an absolute moron that interferes with radio signals and brings planes out of the sky. Completely self-destructive, sizzling, sexy confidence that you can only get through cultivating it over time and relegating it to a persona which you want to keep separate. Do not let this persona run for president. Absolutely do not let it run for treasurer. Keep an eye on it, because everything else is just going to happen as soon as you stop caring. What you want to remember about this confidence is that it is first, last, and always fake. It is based on butt kiss, and the reason for that is that nobody can take that away from you. Talk some nonsense into yourself, because you've been making too much sense. Stop doing that. When you embrace a lifestyle of casual sex, the minotaur in the labyrinth is the love jones, catching feelings. Here's how to keep it smart, safe, sexy, and casual. Maintain emotional distance. This is exactly what meditation is for. Protect your heart. Prioritize friendship. Lance the romance before it gets swollen and infected. Limited them in moments. It's about pounding it out, not crying it out. Avoid idealization. No one belongs on a pedestal. It's dehumanizing and they don't deserve it. Set clear boundaries and communicate in the language that that person understands. That would be the love language of spicy, five-alone, dirty talk. Explore other relationships. Get involved in different activities, different people. Get in, get really deeply involved with certain people who don't know each other. You can keep it casual. It is possible. And, you know, if, if feelings are caught, you can release them. Thanks to our sponsor, Meditation. Meditation kills feelings dead. Most people are tragically lazy. They're not strategic. They're not in the arena. They're not in the moment. They're not even really here. They're aspiring manipulators, but they don't have that razzle-dazzle factor. In most of your interactions, you should set the terms and the parameters and dominate the hell out of your interlocutors. Don't be a fool. Know the context. Use your alley cat awareness and ask yourself, does this person know what they're doing? The answer is probably no. Steamroll that person. You're doing them a favor. Most people are waiting for someone to tell them what to do. Don't keep them waiting. Get them to do things for you and make them feel great about it. 
They'll feel special. You'll get free groceries. Everybody wins. Your life should be a series of win-wins. You got it like that. Make people feel seen and appreciated. They'll be glowing. You'll be watching them mow your lawn, but naked. Everybody wins. You don't need to be in a relationship to have sizzling, mind-melting sex strictly for purposes of catharsis. No one wants your vulnerability unless they want to hurt you without asking first. So work on yourself until you don't care about anyone else. Feelings last for 90 seconds unless you take them seriously. So stay calm and think of yakety sex. Be generous and respectful. Don't lie to people unless the truth would destroy them because they're idiots. Be a sexy Jesus, saving innocent souls from getting to know the real you. To be fully alive, you have to love everyone, which is the nicest way to not love anyone. Remember, don't get in a relationship, get in a ship in the night, and catch fish, not feelings. If you're looking for love, give up. It's not going to help you find it, but it's really the best thing to do because no one likes neediness. So give up. That way you win coming and going. You'll impress people with how little you care, and eventually you'll actually not care, and then it won't matter. The most important thing is you will not get into a relationship, which is good. They always end in bitter disappointment. You will not have to live up to expectations you've not been told about. You will not have to defend yourself for not being the person that that person imagined that you were. Uh, which is confusing. You won't have to be another character in someone else's cinematic universe. You can just mind your own business like you were doing before. And I would recommend, of course, doing yoga until you can suck yourself off, which will bring all kinds of happiness into your life. And a meditation to annihilate your feelings. If you just love everyone, you don't really love anyone. You have to pick the truly great people and you have to know how to find them and you have to be one. And that means managing your time and resources. You can't get back your time. In some cases, you can't get back the energy that you expend. It's hard to remoralize yourself after you've been thoroughly demoralized. And you can protect yourself by ignoring people that are blatantly wasting your time. Just ignore them. You can ignore almost everyone that is solicitous of your time. Most of them don't need it, don't really want it, and even if they needed it and wanted it, they would not deserve it because they are going to waste it or they are going to use it against you. Ignore them. And if you want to be polite, acknowledge that you heard what they said, but ignore the content. You don't have to respond. They are wasting your time. I've been to the bottom and the top, and I like the top better. I love being on top. I love to dominate. I love to feel powerful, and I like the view of the Hollywood sign. Knowing how to be on top is an act of service. It's like EMT training. Sometimes people fall apart, and they want a need for you to take control. So you should know how to be on top, even if you're a pay pig. Know who you are what you love, and what you do and don't tolerate. When that's established, you can change your mind as much as you want because you're the boss. Be self-contained and self-amused. Know that you'll never need any one particular other person to be happy, and then laugh silently at your own jokes. Keep your power, be willing to walk away, and learn to be cool during chaos when you can stay calm and survey the scene from the ledge of your highest intelligence. Even when everything is going to hell, then you know you're a grown-up and people will line up at your door to be dumb.
Americans are having less sex and making too many decisions. Our paralyzing panoply of options makes us sick. Jean-Paul Sartre calls it the vertigo of possibility. So take your power back. Schedule in some sizzling hot sex and pound it like you're busting out of prison. If you feel sick, broke, and boxed in, let go. Have some five-star sex and swing it like you're demolishing an abandoned amusement park. Modern life is hell. Our species is doomed. So celebrate. Smash your names into the space-time continuum and knock the boots like you're breaking the lease. Fellas, if you dig a woman's action, show her with sex. Loneliness is killing you, and the solution is sizzling hot sex. Break free of the frustration of isolation, get a workout with a sweaty, steamy night of five-star sex, and head home with the satisfaction of getting your swagger back. There's nothing like nailing somebody's body to the center of the earth with your furious, swollen manhood, so schedule some rough, smooth, soulful, passionate sex as soon as you find a woman who's aching for it. Think of the worst thing about you. Identify your most loathsome, antisocial, embarrassing, cringe-inducing characteristic and be that. Don't forgive yourself for your harmless peccadilloes. Find your fatal flaw and lead with that. Be your worst self. What do you really want? Not what you think other people want or what you think they want for you. What do you not want anyone to know that you want? Go get that first. Sounds like you really want it. Then tell the world. Make your quest a legend of song and scream. Share your desires. You will get haters. You'll be forced to shake them off. You're breaking the tacit prohibition on exercising the freedom that people around you don't want to think that they have. You will also be envied, loved, and free. A case study in the lessons most people don't learn until right before they die. And after this fiery baptism of being your worst self, you can do anything else you want. In a just world, you'd be screwed. You could not survive that kind of exposure. Think about it. You have lied, cheated, withheld, purely out of selfishness, out of greed, just because you could. You're also courageous, compassionate, patient, present, and wise, but no one cares. Put your good qualities on one side. Put everything else there is to know about you on the other side. Which side do you think is going to interest the perverts, the mouth-breathing morons, the haters of the general public? It's possible that the eternal judgment described in scripture is, in fact, just the end of our private lives. We're not ready for that. It's going to get here before we're ready for it. For now, we need scapegoats. The moral high ground is reserved for the self-deluded, massive, shameless hypocrites. People who do not get out very much. Get out. Let them cry it out. They're cry bullies. Both bullies and victims. The switches of social dynamics. Maybe they need to get humiliated. That's what they respond to. It's not worth your time. Get out. You've got monsters and sex pots, geniuses, supervillains, all kinds of ghouls and sadists and masochists and wizards and warlocks living inside of you, scheming and strategizing and fighting for control and trying to be heard. You contain multitudes. They want different things for you. Ask them, what do you want? What's going on here? It generally comes down to they're trying to help you in their own way. What worked in one situation, or what seemed to work maybe when you were a child, is effectively self-sabotage now, because the context has changed. So figure out what they want, work things out with them, start
ardent orgy with fireworks, excellent drugs, massive attacks, mezzanine playing, and crazy amounts of debauched sex. Leave them to it. Take a little break. See what happens when you walk away. Burn it all down. Don't get stuck in the option-weighing, decision-making part of this process. Do what you were going to do anyway and backwards rationalize it after the fact. Backwards rationalize burning it all down. Don't get wrapped around the narcissism of small differences. If it were my job to stop a revolution from happening, I would find everyone with an incentive to rebel and convince them that they were all out to get each other. Don't believe it. Come together and gain some power with your coalition that's big and diverse enough to Burn it all down. There's no way to solve climate change without a complete reconfiguration of how we think about abundance, demolishing the incentive structures that make cul-de-sacs of confirmation bias profitable. Burn it all down just to be on the safe side. Don't listen to me. I'm over 40. I live west of the 405. I'm not a good person. But do burn it down. Do it in some way that I don't have the imagination to come up with myself. I like surprises, and you need to burn it down. So burn it down, kids. Emerson Dameron's Medicated Minutes is the number one avant-garde personal development program in Los Angeles. We're talking sex, drugs, power, self-help, and satanic Buddhism every first Wednesday of the month, 7 p.m. Pacific, on Kechung Los Angeles, kechungradio.org, medicated-minutes.com. I'm Emerson Dameron, producer, host, and wounded romantic hero, but the brightest star in our firmament is you. Levity saves lives. 